1 Corinthians 15, please go there with me. 1 Corinthians 15. We're going to read verses 3 and 4. It says, For I delivered to you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. I can spend the next half an hour talking to you about the importance of receiving first before you can give. And that's very important that we understand that receiving comes before giving. Receiving comes before giving. See, when I was doing the offering, maybe you didn't understand what I was saying, but that's actually what I meant. You can't give what you don't have. That's why I said you don't give to get You give because you are blessed. Paul writing here says, For I delivered to you first that which I also received. He couldn't give it if he had not received it. Receiving comes before giving. Can someone say amen? amen? So he received it first. Before he could give it. What he delivered was what God gave him. And it's important that we understand this. That is why when Peter and John were going into the temple at the hour of prayer. The Bible says they saw a man who was laid at a gate called beautiful. And the man stretched out his hand hoping to receive something from them. And Peter looked at him and said to him, look to us. Just to get the man's attention and to take his focus on begging from people. But to help him see that there is one that we must put our attention on. And that person is Jesus. Peter said to to him, look at us. And the man looked at them hoping to get something. And Peter said, silver and gold I do not have. But notice the next thing he said. But such as I have, I give you. Such as I have. You can't give until you have it first. So I can spend the next half an hour talking about the importance of getting getting it first. Before you can give it. Such as I have, I give thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Can someone say amen? Amen. In John chapter 3 verse 27. John the Baptist responded. And here is what he said. John answered and said, a man can receive nothing except it be given him from above. You can't give until you first receive. I delivered to you that which I also received. And receiving comes by revelation. Can someone say amen? Amen. And, And I believe you look at the body of Christ today. We have so many echoes and so many copies in the body of Christ. But we must be unique. We have to be unique. So many echoes today. So many copies. And I've told people, God does not have copy machines in heaven. God does not make a copy. God does not duplicate. You are not a duplicate of someone else. You are an original. Tell two people I'm an original. You're not a duplicate. You are an original. You're not a copy. 
You are an original. Can someone say amen? amen. Tell, tell two people, God does not have a photocopy machine in heaven. And I'm not, I'm not a copy of someone else. Tell someone else, I am real, I'm original. You believe it? Then shout amen if you believe that. But you look at the way a lot of people are today, you can tell that they are copies of copies of copies of copies. And a lot of people are uh, the 20th copy. And you know when you've copied something over and over again, it's diluted. Yeah? Copy of copy of copy of copy of copy. They're the 20th copy. You're not a copy. Can someone say amen? Say this with me. Lord, make me a voice, not an echo. Lord, make me an original, not a copy. Praise God. That's very important. The reason why I'm saying this is because you notice what Paul said, I received first what I gave you. And each one has been given something special. Each one here today has something unique, something special that God has given to them. I told the Bible school students, don't try to be like me. And I tell the whole church today, don't try to be me. I wouldn't like it if you be me. Because you're going to be fake. I'm original. Be yourself. Be yourself. I don't, I don't want to be you too. Because a lot of people live their lives after other people. They want to be... I mean, you look at some people, they dress like the senior pastor. <laughs> I look at some churches. My God, everyone is the same. It's like you are in a... You know bottle companies? You know, see, see those bottles? They all look alike. Everybody looks like the senior pastor. Be yourself. Tell someone to be yourself. You are an original. You are not a copy of someone else. You are an original. God has a unique gifting. God has a unique purpose. God has a unique plan for your life. And it's important on this Resurrection Sunday that each of you discovers that unique gifting and purpose that God has for your life. And that's the reason why a lot of people are not making headway because they have not discovered the unique gift, the unique purpose of God for them. And when you try to be someone else, you are fake and a copy. And fake and copy, it's not the original. Those who study money don't study fake. Those who study money study original. So when they touch fake, they know. You don't study fake to know fake. You study original to know fake. Praise God. Any original here? (laughs) That's my confession. I'll be honest with you. Literally, almost every day I say, Lord, I'm a voice in the body of Christ. I say, I'm a voice to reckon with. I'm not an echo. I'm a voice. I'm not fake. I'm not copy. I'm original. Can someone say amen? Amen. Can someone say amen? Amen. 
It's very important because, see, you can't give others what you don't have. You can't. You need to have it first. It needs to be given to you first before you can deliver to other people. So Paul said, I received what I received. What I gave you. So we can spend the next half an hour on that. Just the, the importance of people in the church receiving from heaven. Just receive from God. That's why these meetings are very important. That's why we take the time to get people into the presence of God. Because in the presence of God is the fullness of all you need. It's in the presence of God that vision is birthed. It's in the presence of God that something sparks in your spirit. It's in the presence of God. That's why on a day like this, we've got to help people understand that coming into his presence is all they need for what God has in store for them. Oh, this is not, oh, happy Easter. Let's just eat some rice and eat some chicken. This is more than eating rice and chicken. This is about the Son of God. This is about the Son of God who knew His purpose. This is about the Son of God who came for a reason. The Bible says, for this purpose was the Son of God manifest. That He might destroy the works of darkness. The, the works of darkness was the reason why Jesus came. And He came and He destroyed the works of darkness. Jesus knew His purpose and He filled His place and He accomplished His purpose. Jesus did not copy John. No. Is that correct? The Bible says he came to Nazareth where he was raised up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue and it was handed to him the scroll. And he opened it and he found the place where it was written. Luke 4 from verse 18. But he found the place in Isaiah chapter 61. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind. And the Bible says, he closed the book, and he gave it back to the attendant, and he said to them, this day is this fulfilled in your eyes. Because he knew that was about him. What is it about you? What is it about you? You've got to receive it first. Because you can't give the world nothing if you've got what? Nothing. nothing. Can someone say amen? amen? You can only take people to where you've been. That's the reason why when people go to countries that they've not been to, they employ the help of a tour guide. Is that correct? If you want to be a tourist and you just want to walk all about the place, you might get lost. But praise God for the whole navigation system today. We can all navigate our ways and Google Maps and all of that. But sometimes those things are not as smart as you think they are. <laughs> turn left. I, turn, I just turned left two <laughs> minutes ago. What's up with you? Turn left again. I'm, I'm turning left. <laughs> and then you discover my 360 degrees. I just came back to where I was five minutes ago. Turn right. One time we're driving and the things had turned and Harut kept turning. And every time he turned, he came back to where we were. <laughs> These things are not as smart as you think they are. <laughs> Can someone say amen? But the Holy Ghost 
He knows the end from the beginning and everything in the middle. Can someone say amen? He knows, he knows tomorrow. He knows everything. Can someone shout amen? amen. Hallelujah. But you can only take people to where you've been. You can only take people into experiences that you have had. Like a tour guide. So the guy is a total novice. Clueless of the whole environment. Clueless of the area. But the tour guide knows. Point A, point B, point C, point D. And come back to point A. It might take a two hour tour all over the place, but he brings you back to point A. Why? Because he knows the place. Can someone shout amen? amen? So this is very, very important that each of us discovers what God has in store for us. And then you're not running on someone else's lane and wondering why you're tripping and falling all the time. If you run in someone else's lane, they're going to kick you out of that lane. Is that correct? I mean, think about even a 100-meter dash. On your max, get set, go. Boom, you run into the second lane. You're supposed to be running in the fifth lane, not the second lane. If you run into the second lane, you're going to cause commotion. That's why you look at some people, they look upside down. They're confused. Honestly, they're confused. So much commotion. Now, how did Paul receive this? I've received from the Lord that which I handed to you. The question is, how did he receive? He received by revelation. What's the revelation? revelation? He received by revelation. So, I can't overemphasize the importance of revelation. Every believer needs revelation. Paul was a man who received so many revelations in his lifetime. And I tell you, these things are written for our examples. These things are written so that we might also press into God and receive the revelation that God wants to show us. Because when we know the truth, the truth will set us free. When we know God's purpose for our lives, then we shall walk the path that God has for us. And we shall not fail in life, but we shall succeed. Why? Because when you walk according to God's leading and dictates, then success is guaranteed. Can someone shout amen? amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, from verse 2, Paul writes, he said, I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago. Whether in the body, I cannot tell. Or whether out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth such and one cut up to the third heaven. And I knew such a, such a man, whether in the body or out of the body, I cannot tell. God knoweth how that he was cut up into paradise and heard unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. Did you read that? Did you, did you see that? Did you hear that? This man was filled with so much revelation. And Bible scholars believe, and I believe too, that he was referring to himself. Even so, he said, I knew a man. He did not want to say, it happened to me. So 14 years ago, this man was caught up. The word caught up is the same word for rapture. This man was caught up, was raptured. Rapture to where? To paradise. Rapture to, to where? 
Well, paradise is the same as thought heaven. That's the same thing Jesus talks about in John 14. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare you a place. And when I go prepare you a place, I'll come back and receive you to myself. That where I am, there ye may be also. So thought heaven. Everyone say thought heaven. Thought say paradise. paradise. So there is paradise. There is thought heaven. The home of the believer. Praise God. When this is all said and done, we will go to paradise. Am I? Anyone happy about paradise here? My God, I'm talking about paradise. Do you want to live here on earth forever? No, you won't. You can't. Paradise. I want to say paradise. He said this man was caught up to heaven or the thought heaven or was caught up to paradise and he saw and heard things that it's unlawful to tell. He couldn't tell. The man was filled with so much revelation. So how did he receive what he received? He received it by revelation. It by revelation. Don't forget what he said. Don't forget what he said. Don't forget what he said. I've received from the Lord that which I deliver to you. What did he receive? That Christ died to, for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried. And that he rose again the third day. Now, now you've got to understand. Listen, listen now. You've got to understand that when Christ died... Buried and resurrected, Paul was not even a disciple then. He was not one of the 12. He was not one of the 70. He was not one of the 120. He was not one of the 500 plus. He was not even in the multitude. He had no business with Jesus. So many years later, he has an encounter with Jesus. And he comes to the knowledge of the truth on the way to Damascus. And guess what happened? Jesus himself revealed himself to him. The Lord himself by revelation showed him that this is what happened. I died, I was buried, and I rose again. And listen, I know a lot of people all over the world celebrate Easter. But you've got to understand that to fully understand and grab a hold of what the resurrection of Jesus truly is, it must come by the Holy Ghost. It must come by revelation because that is a problem in the body of Christ. You talk about Christmas. You talk about resurrection. You talk about Good Friday. All of these has become nothing but a religious celebration. But I'm here to tell you that the resurrection of Jesus is not a religious celebration. The resurrection of Jesus Christ can only be understood by revelation, by the Holy Ghost. People get together, let's go eat rice and eat chicken, eat rice and eat turkey. And I'm not against that. But you've got to understand, it's not about the celebration, it's about the resurrection. Amen. That's what it's about. Can someone say amen? amen? That is what it is about. It's about the resurrection. It's about Jesus Christ resurrecting on the third day. That is what this is about. Amen. Come on now, say amen. amen. And this would only be understood. By the Holy Ghost. That's why I'm preaching it. Because if you don't preach it, people don't get it. You preach it, then the Holy Ghost will write it on the canvas of their hearts. That's why we're preaching it. 
Thank you. That was about revelation. revelation. So nothing spiritual is understood with a natural mind. That's the reason why some people, they, they, they come up with this nonsense statement. That thing you said does not make sense. Of course it doesn't make, does, does not make sense. Because the word of God is not given to make sense. The word of God is given to make faith. I'm not preaching here so that I make sense. So don't try to figure this out with your head. You're not that smart. <laughs> come on now, say amen. amen. These things come by revelation. That's why Paul prayed for the church at Ephesus in Ephesians 1 from verse 15. You can go read that in your spare time. That a father of glory may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. What's the revelation? revelation. Now that word revelation, it's in the Greek apocalypsis. The word there means, everyone's apocalypsis. Satan <laughs> apocalypsis. That's the word in Greek. A little Greek for you there. Apocalypse, say apocalypsis. Can you speak some Greek? No. No. Now I gave you some Greek. You should write it down. <laughs> <It's Apoc> <laughs> that the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ may give you the spirit of wisdom and apocalypsis. The word apocalypsis is the revealing, the unveiling, the opening up. That which is covered. By the Holy Ghost, that which is covered. Will become uncovered. Praise God. That which is covered will be uncovered. So Paul knew the importance of revelation. So he prayed for the church at Ephesus. That he might give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation. The eyes of your spirit being enlightened. That you might know what is the hope of his calling. What are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? And what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe? The same power that raised Christ from the dead and set him at his own right hand, far above principality and power, might and dominion, above every name that is named, not only in this world, but in the world that is to come. You've got to understand these things. How do you understand them? By going to university? How do you understand them? By going to high school? How do you understand them? By coming through Bible school? Oh my God, some people sat through Bible school, but Bible school never went through them. <laughs> come on now. These things come by revelation. Jesus said, I do nothing except I first see my father do it. They all come by revelation. Your walk with God on a daily basis must be based on revelation. Revelation of the truth. Because a man with revelation is a man with an experience. And a man with an experience is not at the mercy of a man with an argument. You've come too late to tell me that Jesus is not the son of God. Because I've experienced him. You've come too late to tell me that Jesus did not die on the cross. You've come too late to tell me that Jesus, when he was hung on the cross, did not die. They didn't let him die. They brought him down. Because there are some that say he did not die. They said they brought him down from the cross. God did not let him die. 
by, by supernatural means, God rescued him. Why would God rescue him? God sent him to die. God will be contradicting himself if God would rescue him from the cross when God has sent him to die. God didn't rescue him from the cross. God let him die. And he died. So you've come too late to try to convince me that Jesus did not die on the cross because he did die. And he was buried. You've come too late to tell me that he's still in the tomb. Because I know he's not. He said, Pastor God, how do you know? Have you been there? <laughs> I've not been there, but I know. <laughs> how do you know? Pastor Godwell, you have blind faith. Like a guy called me, actually called the ministry's office, our headquarters, called one of our staff, and uh, he, just, he just gave our staff trouble that day. So I came to the office, and our staff member said, Pastor, this guy called from, um, from the U.S., and he's just giving, asking me all kinds of questions. I said, why did you even bother? Just don't bother. Tell him, okay, bless you. Because all of that fosters to more argument. Does not really, does not really, because you don't want to argue with me. At the end of the day, we're just going to spend our time arguing and waste, actually waste our time arguing. At the end of the day, you don't want to believe in the first place. You just call to cause trouble. Come on now. So bring him to me. Bring him. So I was, praise God, I was in the office. Next day he called. <laughs> Took the phone into the office, and into my office, and we, we began to talk. You can't you can comprehend these things with your head. You're not that smart. Come on now, say amen. amen. My teacher didn't teach me that. My teacher is not that smart. <laughs> the word builds faith. Only faith. Can someone say amen? amen? Come on now, I know what I'm saying. Kind of sounds childish, but this is the reason why many Christians are falling away. The, the rate at which deception is running rampant in the church, it's at an alarming rate. It is crazy. People are now believing all kinds of nonsense, all kinds of rubbish. They say, it's not in the Bible, but it's a special revelation the Lord gave me. What special revelation did God give you? God is giving us what he needed to give us, and that's what we build our lives upon. Can someone say amen? amen. Oh, Pastor God, I saw an angel yesterday. Keep your angel. <laughs> Don't bring him here. I'll cast him out of this place. I saw, what angel did you see? I saw angel Gabriel. No, you, know, you didn't see any angel. You didn't see any angel. You saw a demon. Because what he's telling you to do is contrary to God's word. Are you listening now? I was a student in the Bible school many years ago when a, a classmate said to me, Pastor God, I said, actually, I said, God will. I wasn't the pastor then. I was a Bible school student. He said, God will. The angel of the Lord appeared to me in form of my mother. <laughs> when I heard that, the moment, I kid you not, I didn't even know about his mom, but the moment I heard it, I was sick in my spirit. How did I know that he was wrong? Within my spirit. For the spirit himself bears witness with our spirits 
There's a bearing of witness in your spirit. When someone's trying to lead you the wrong way and people are talking all kinds of garbage and nonsense, in you, this red light will go off. Eh, eh, eh. It goes off in you. But some people don't listen to that. That's why they get into trouble. Pastor, uh, uh, sorry, God will. The angel of the Lord appeared to me in, in, in form of my mother. I said, hello, bro. That's not the angel of God. He got, a, he got mad at me. It got so mad at me. And then I began to question him. Because, you know, we have to question people. I said, where is your mother? He said, my mom is dead. I said, oh, number one red flag. <laughs> I said, look, bro, if God wants to speak to you, he doesn't have to use your dead mother. That's number one red flag. I said, number two, was she born again? He said, no, she wasn't born again. Number two, red flag. I said, bro, God won't speak to you with a dead mother in hell. Don't look at me that way. Of course, I came, <laughs> I came across rude. I know I came across rude, but I was still, it was many years ago. I've changed. <laughs> I was a student, man. I was just a student. I didn't. Is that okay? Could you, can you speak that way? Oh, yeah. Jesus looked at some people and said, you whitewashed sepulcher filled with the bones of dead men. You, you, you son of the devil. Jesus spoke like that. You say, Jesus, Jesus, could Jesus say that? My God, you haven't read the Gospels yet. <laughs> One time he took a weep. He went into the temple. And he drove people out of church. Jesus did some things that today people say, Lord, I want to be like Jesus <laughs> in my heart. Lord, I want to be like Jesus. You want to be like Jesus? Do you really want to be like Jesus? <laughs> Bio. <laughs> Bio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I said to this friend of mine, I said, no, it is not the angel of the Lord. It is a familiar spirit. I said that. And he said, he was so angry. You could see his face. He was boiling like a volcano on the inside. The guy was so angry at me. But look, I've told the truth. Because we can't let deception run rampant. Not in our church, not in our lives, not in our homes, not in our families, not in our places of work. We don't let deception run rampant anywhere we are. We nip it in the bud. We take it out immediately. A few days later, a few days later, he comes to me. Like, a, you know, when you, when you beat a dog. Not that you should beat a dog. We live in, we live in Europe now. Don't. <laughs> when you smack a dog. He puts his tail in between his legs and wrong. He came to me like a dog that's been bit. He said, God will. I said, yeah. He said, you know, yes, uh, what I told you about the dream. I said, yeah. He said, yeah, you're right. How do you know? Well, the same angel came again. <laughs> <laughs> but this time around, the angel is telling me something opposite. To what the Lord had given me. Of course I knew it. 
I knew it. I want to say revelation. revelation. How did Paul receive? He received. He said, I gave to you that which I received. Christ died for our sins. According to the scripture. He was buried. And he rose again on the third day. According to the scriptures. Pastor, I don't believe it. Well, it doesn't matter. He did. He rose already. He sits on the throne as king of kings, a lot of lords, and he's coming back again. I don't believe he's coming back. It doesn't matter. He's coming. <laughs> Come on now. No, I'm preaching. He's coming. Come on. And his coming shall be on the clouds. He's coming. Jesus is returning back. And his coming is imminent. His coming is at the door. His coming back is close. Get your house in order. Get your life ready. Get sin out of your life. Get filth out of your life. Get ungodliness out of your life. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is coming back. And He's coming back for a church without spot or blemish. He's coming back for a people that are expecting His return. He's coming back for a clean church. He's coming back for clean people. He's coming back for people walking in the glory, filled with the anointing of the Holy Ghost, but people that can hear the voice of God and do only that which God tells them to do. That you are not swayed to the left or the right and you're not doing what men want and living your life in the fear of men, but you're living your life in the fear of all Almighty God, your life is a blessing. Your life is a blessing on a daily basis and you yield to the Holy Ghost and you run your race and you run it well and you do the things that only God tells you to do for the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and those that are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God that on a daily basis you live your life to bring God glory and as your life brings God glory, God prepares you for the second coming of Jesus and Jesus is coming back very soon. Come on, get ready because it's about to happen. Get ready because the Lord is coming back. Can someone shout amen? Come on, give the Lord praise. Give the Lord glory in the house this afternoon. Jesus died. Everyone say Jesus died. Death is not easy. But we've got, we've got to die. You know, people want to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. <laughs> but listen now, with regards to God's purpose for your life, there's got to be death. Except the grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it abides alone. But if it does die, it'll bring forth much fruit. What are those things that people are holding on to? What are those things that people are entangled with? Mentalities, mindsets, culture, relationships. You know some relationships will ruin your life? Come on now, I'm, I'm telling you. Some relationships will ruin your life. We are in the world, we're not of the world. Come out from among them and be thou holy and I will receive you and you shall be a son unto me and I'll be a father to you, saith the Lord. Culture. 
Some people can't break away from their culture. And their culture goes contrary to the culture of the word. What are, what are the things you're entangled to? Because that's one of the biggest problems today. People are entangled. People are connected to things they can't detach from. But you've got to detach from these things if you're going to see the fullness of God's plan. Amen. Come on now. Amen. That's death. Die to your plan. Die to what you want. Die to your own desires. Can someone say amen? amen. Jesus died. Except the grain of wheat. Except the grain of corn. Falls to the ground and dies. And when he died, boom, here comes the church. Ha! Huh. But see, the next thing Paul said, he died, but he was buried. I want to say buried. Amen. See, when, when the thing is buried, it's you, you, you actually get to the place of hopelessness. See, it's one thing for something to die. It's a whole different ballgame when it's buried. When it's buried, it's hopeless. It's in the ground now. Six feet underneath. It's just gone. Like Lazarus. Jesus, your friend whom you love is sick. Come and heal me. I'm coming. But Jesus did not go when they thought he was going to come. And Lazarus dies, and Lazarus is buried, and Jesus said to his disciples, hey boys, let's go. But Lazarus is sleeping. Thomas said, if he's sleeping, he will wake up. <laughs> Jesus said, no, he's dead. So they make the journey to Bethany. They're coming to Bethany, and here comes the sister of Lazarus, and she runs to Jesus and says, If you had come, my brother would not have died. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, even though he dies, Yet he shall live again. But he that believes in me while he's alive will never see death. Praise God. Jesus gets there and says to them, where is he? He's in the tomb. He's thinking. He's smelling. He's been dead for four days. Roll the stone away. What? Roll the stone away. You know, some of you need to roll the stone away. That dream is going to leave again. I said that dream is going to leave again. Amen. That vision is going to leave again. Amen. That marriage is going to leave again. Amen. That health, that body is going to leave again. Amen. The doctor is giving you a bad report. It's a hopeless case. No, no, no. That report, I reverse it in the name that's above every name. The name of Jesus. I declare over your body that your body is strong. I declare over your body that your body is healed. I declare over your body that you shall leap over a wall and you shall run through a troop. Come on now, say amen. Yeah. 
The finance will leave again. The family will leave again. That marriage that seemed to be falling apart, I speak over it in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that a new wine is poured into your home. A new wine is released into your family. In the mighty name of Jesus, that womb that is dead, I speak life over that womb. You will give birth. You will get pregnant. You will have your own children. I declare it now in the name of Jesus. For with my God, thing is impossible. If you believe it, give the Lord a big shout of praise the Lord. Give Him praise. Give Him glory. Hallelujah. He died, was buried, but he rose again. My God, if he had not risen. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that our faith would be futile. But he rose. <laughs> he rose again. He rose again. So I'm here to declare to you Jesus is alive. I said, Jesus is our life. Amen. Come on, shout it on the rooftop. Jesus is our life. Tell, tell the whole world, Jesus is our life. Yes, he is. He is alive. He's not dead. He's alive. Can someone say amen? amen? Now, one principle that the resurrection teaches us is that God will always finish what he started. You know, when they took him on Friday, they said, we're going to kill this man. And they did. But one, one thing you've got to understand is he gave himself. They couldn't take him. Because many times they tried. But he gave himself. And then when they took him, they thought, yes, we got him. Going to kill him. But the devil did not know that the death of Jesus was his undoing. <laughs> you know what the devil thought for evil? The same thing that enemy has been using against your life. That's the same thing God is going to use for your glory. Yeah. That's it. That same thing. That same thing. That same thing. Yeah. What the enemy thought for evil, God uses the same. Yeah. I'm, I've finished him. He's out of the way. You can just imagine those demons dancing, break dancing, and having a great, <laughs> and having a great time. And Jesus was still in the tomb and they were rejoicing and Mr. Lucifer was excited and was telling his demons, we have taken him out of the way. Our enemy is gone for good. We would not have to contend with him ever again. Now man is in our captivity forever. But little did they know that my God on the third day, on the third, on the third, everyone say on the third day. On the third day. So no matter how dark it is, no matter how long it's been, no matter how many people are trying to push you down, if you stay in faith, God will take you from death to resurrection. He will complete what he has started in your life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall make your path straight. Let everyone stand on their feet this afternoon and give the Lord a big shout of praise the Lord. Take a minute, give God praise, give God glory, lift up His wonderful, awesome, glorious, majestic name in the house. Come on now, I cannot hear you. Lift your voice, praise Jesus. He's alive! In this place, 
He's alive. Yes, he died. Yes, he was buried. But on the third day, he rose again. And he said, because I live, you shall live also. Come on now. Take a minute. Take a minute. Take a minute. Take a minute. Give him praise. Give him glory. Celebrate the Lord in the house. Celebrate the Lord. Give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. What an awesome opportunity that you've given us. We are called sons and daughters of God. The price was paid. Today we are free. No, we're not bound. We are being set free. The Bible said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We are free. We are redeemed. For this, we give you glory. We honor you. We bless your name. Thank you, Jesus.